everyone, and welcome to Empowering Homeschool Conversations. Um, we are so excited to be live with you tonight, and um, we are going to be talking about service opportunities for students with special needs. And so um, if you have a student that you're thinking, yeah, I want to know how to get them to be doing some volunteer work and serving, um, we would love for you to join our conversation and, um, and tell us about your kids, the types of service opportunities that um, you would love for them to have, or maybe some of the job skills that you want them to learn from that. And, um, and we're going to be talking all about that. So um, I see we already have some viewers coming on and um, we just want to thank you for joining us and let other people know that um, that we're live and talking about these service opportunities and um, and that they can be part of that conversation too especially if you know somebody that um, saying what other things can I get for my my homeschooled student to do this year instead of just books because that's what my daughter was telling me she's like mom I don't just want to sit at home <laughs> I want to like be with people this year <laughs> if I can so um, so get them out of the house. And this is a great way to do that and learn some job skills as well. So um, I also first want to thank Knotgrass um, History for sponsoring this episode of Empowering Homeschool Conversations. We'll learn more about them about halfway through this episode. And you can check them out at, at um, knotgrass.com. But um, tonight I have two special guests, both from SOAR Special Needs, um, Doc Hunsley and Elizabeth Barnett. Welcome and thank you for joining me. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I um, I think when I, I talked about, I'd love to have somebody come on and, and talk about just different ways students can build job skills and and. Doc, you said, I'm all over volunteering. Let's talk about this. <laughs> so I thought, yes, that sounds great. So um, as we're getting started, I would just love our audience to get to know you a little better. And so, um, and you as well, Elizabeth, as um, you work for the same organization, but um, I know your, your why probably behind your work um, with SOAR is probably a little different. Um, so, so yeah, so who would like to start? Oh, Elizabeth, yeah, I can okay. go ahead. Um, I'll let Doc speak about what we do because that kind of goes into his story and his why a little bit more. But I'm Elizabeth Barnett and I'm originally from Atlanta. I moved to Kansas City about a year ago to work for SOAR, which has been awesome. really fun. So I actually graduated from college in May of 2019 or 2020, mm -hmm. sorry, with a psychology degree and an emphasis in applied behavior analysis. And so Kind of my why was learning about individuals with disabilities through my mm -hmm. coursework. Mm -hmm. And so that was really awesome. Prior to college, I really hadn't had any experience working with individuals with disabilities at all. And okay. through my classes, I started to get exposed to them. My advisor kind of pushed me towards one class and mm -hmm. then pushed me towards another and then pushed me towards some internships. And so uh -huh. it was really fun. And I got to... Uh, be introduced to this incredible population and then mm. started to recognize that they're not in churches and they're not included in a lot of spaces. Mm -hmm. And that really bothered me. So yeah. that kind of ultimately led me to figure out how can I enter this space? What is my role? And I ended up meeting Doc and getting introduced to SOAR and then came mm. on about a year ago as our SOAR resident. And then in October, we'll be trans into a church relations director role. So that's really exciting. Oh, that's awesome. Very cool. 
Good snag, Doc. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's one of the best moves I've ever made. No, no question. We're blessed to have Elizabeth. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. l- let me introduce myself and then uh, I'll introduce SOAR. Um, I'm Doc Hensley. I'm the executive director and founder of SOAR Special Needs. Um, so first off, I'll talk about myself, which will lead right into uh, what SOAR is all about. Yeah. But um, obviously, Doc is not my real name. That's a nickname. <laughs> Everyone right. calls me Doc because I'm actually a pediatrician. I was a, a pediatrician pediatric ER doctor, and mm-hmm. I got sick taking care of my patients, and I almost died, should have died. Wow. Spent 46 days in an intensive care unit, three different times. I told my wife to make plans. I wouldn't mm-hmm. make it through the night. Um, top four diagnoses on my chart, each one by itself had a 0.01 survival rate. Um, and they forgot to give me nutrition, lost 75 pounds of muscle mass, had to go through nine months of rehab to walk again. Mm. Uh, I Previously was in the Air Force. I was an athlete all my life, so it was in decent shape. But after that, I, I couldn't even walk up the stairs of our house to go mm-hmm. to my bedroom without almost passing out, being so short of breath, and couldn't figure out why. Made it back to work. My first week back to work, despite having a flu shot, ended up with influenza. And that put me back in the intensive care unit where I almost died oh. again. And they determined at that point, I'm the only known person in the world where the main muscle allows you to breathe is the diaphragm. And half of mine is paralyzed, which is why I was always so short of breath. It's paralyzed on the right. You have three lobes of lung on the right, only two on the left because the heart sits there. So there's everyone's anatomy lesson for the day. Um, So in fact, I only have 40% lung function Um, and made it through that. And uh, after that, my uh, second son was born, Mark. I'm blessed. I've got three kids. Um, And uh, my middle son, though, Mark, was born. Uh, my first day back from paternity leave, uh, got called into the office, and uh, basically the, the hospital informed me I became a medical legal risk, and they ended my medical career just like that. Wow. Said uh, they were afraid I'd get sick and die, and the, my family mm-hmm. could sue them. And so uh, without me being able to say anything, they decided uh, I couldn't practice anymore. Um, oh, so I took wow. the hardest job in my life. And that was become Mr. Mom for my two boys at the time mm. and did that. And when Mark was eight months old, he had his first seizure. That seizure lasted over four hours. Oh, By the time goodness. he was 18 months, we got the diagnosis of Dervais syndrome, which is a very rare genetic mm. seizure disorder. And By the time he was two, got the diagnosis of autism. My wife's also a pediatrician. So we went from being physicians who took care of a lot of kids with special needs to now all of a sudden being a parent. And for the first right. time in our life, we got it. We understood uh-huh. how difficult it was. It's 24-7, 365. Mm-hmm. You never get a break. You couldn't yep. get the neighbor girl to babysit. You yep. know, our, mm-hmm. our life was turned upside down. And we learned all the highs and lows of, of being a parent. And, and Mark taught us so many different things. And then 11 years ago now, um, Mark was cured of all that when he was born into heaven at the age mm-hmm. of five and a half. So we then walked through the grief of losing a child with special needs. Oh. Um about seven weeks after he passed away, my intestine exploded. I almost died again. And then about 10, 11 months after um, that all happened, for about the previous five years, I had been serving at the church we were at as a children's pastor. Mm-hmm. And God showed it was time for us to leave, go to a new church, went mm-hmm. to a new church. And um, in order for me to serve, to heal emotionally, physically, and spiritually, I need to serve others. And met with the children's mm-hmm. pastor, told him what I needed to do. 
And they said they'd been praying for years to have a world-class children's ministry. And they knew the only way they could do that was if they had a special needs ministry. And they asked me to come on and start a special needs ministry. So that's Mm -hmm. how SOAR Special Needs started. Now, Mm -hmm. uh, 10 10 years ago in September, Mm -hmm. and started as a ministry at Grace Church in Overland Park, Kansas, where we just ministered to three individuals. That's all we knew we had Mm -hmm. at the time. And then over the next eight years, I went on staff as a volunteer, uh, became the special needs pastor, grew that to serve over 800 individuals with special Mm -hmm. needs, providing respite providing camps and doing conferences. And then uh, almost two years ago now, December of 19, we became an independent nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're now on our own. SOAR stands for Special Opportunities, Abilities, and Relationships. And we transform the lives of special families. Mm-hmm. And we answer the three main questions every family with disability has. First question, will my child ever be able to provide for themselves? Second question, who's going to take care of my child once I'm gone? And then the third question, who's going to take care of me as a parent or a caregiver? Mm -hmm. Those were the three questions that kept me up at night. It wasn't until after Mark passed away that I realized those were my wife's questions. Mm -hmm. And now just about every parent I talk to, those are their questions. So SOAR answers those questions with our current and future programming. We provide Mm -hmm. respite nights. Um, both in-person and virtual. We now serve over a 1,000 individuals with disabilities all over the world, uh, throughout the United Mm -hmm. States and globally. Uh, We do a special needs camp. Just two weeks Mm -hmm. ago, we had our camp, had 115 campers. Uh, We take all ages, all severities, but our camp was Mm -hmm. ages 3 to 48. Overall, right now, we are serving birth to 72 years of age. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had over 300 volunteers. It was amazing. Uh, we got to lead two of our campers to Christ and two mm-hmm. want to uh, get baptized. So it was an amazing week. Cool. We also are passionate that every single family with a child with disability should be able to go to a place of faith of their choosing. Mm-hmm. So uh, Elizabeth and I train churches on how to welcome individuals and families with disabilities awesome. and how to minister to them. Our goal is to assist 1,000 churches in the next five years. To mm-hmm. date, we've done over 40, 400 throughout the United States, Canada, Brazil, Belize, Kenya, Japan, China, Middle East, and Jericho. So we're well on our way. Oh, and then we also cool. host a wonderfully made conference every October mm-hmm. uh, where we have tracks for families with special needs as well as ministries with special needs. And this year, we've got two conferences. We'll have a two-day in-person in, in Kansas City. Um, and then we'll have a virtual conference as well. And we're excited that Peggy is, is going to be a part of our, our yeah, conference here uh, once again and, and love that yep. connection. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of us in a nutshell. We do all kinds of other things. Um, but the reason we do what I, we do and why I'm so passionate about it is because of a little Henri redheaded boy um, completely made me passionate and broke mm-hmm. my heart for families with disabilities and opened my eyes to a whole new world. And that's why we, we do what we do. Mm-hmm. That's an amazing story. Thank you for taking time to share that. And um, I think we forget that so much um, is of what God allows in our lives is what gives us passion to do some of the greatest purposes we have in our lives. Absolutely. And, um, and to just embrace that. I mean, I wouldn't be doing this if my son wouldn't have been diagnosed on the spectrum and homeschool was my only choice. 
Right. Um, I, I would have gone back to engineering and said, <laughs> homeschool? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's somebody else's gig. It's not mine. Um, but but yes, um, so that's awesome. And so many families are blessed by what you the work that you guys do. And so, um, so yeah, I had your your website up, but if um, you didn't see that because you're listening to the podcast, it's soarspecialneeds.org. And we'll um, share some more about your programs and stuff at the end too, yeah. so that people can connect with you and, and all those different things if they want to attend the conference and, and all of that. So, um, but yeah, so tonight we're talking about service opportunities for students with special needs. And uh, mostly, you know, we're going to talk about volunteering because that's service. And um, it can happen in a lot of different ways. I, I think sometimes we compartmentalize what volunteering should look like for students. But um, so when we think volunteering, I think naturally, though, when we think about kids who have special needs, we put up barriers on who is able to volunteer and the types of jobs that they can do. Um, do you have any advice before we start, you know, kind of digging into to all of the, the different specifics of how we can get past some of these barriers that we may tend to put up for our children who struggle? Yeah, I think you know, for me, it wasn't really that long ago that I didn't have any experience working with people with disabilities. And mm. so I definitely thought that they aren't able to do certain things. You know, I had mm. these barriers in my mind, but through working with them, I learned that I was surprised a lot by uh-huh. their ability level and giving opportunities. So I think honestly, it's just exposure and mm. spending time and volunteering with them and, you know, making friends with them and seeing that they have a lot more to offer, especially in terms of their service, you know, to others and really, really, really cool things can come whenever you are just around them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I learn a ton and I think that's true for everyone. Oh yeah. Yeah. And and I piggyback on that. agree a hundred percent. And it kind of goes into what we believe, you know, Everything we do, we focus on one's abilities, not their disabilities. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we need to remember. And, and in fact, you know, I, I'd encourage your, your listeners and viewers to go. We have a YouTube page. You can just find it by going to Soar Special Needs. Yeah, yeah. We've got a sure video that. that we did several years ago called I See. And that's one of the things I love about that is what do you see when you see an individual with special needs? And we had about six of our campers who shot this video and they're looking in a mirror saying what they saw when they looked in the mirror. Mm. And not a single one of them said they saw their disability. It was anywhere cool. from being a college graduate to being a basketball player mm. or some of my favorite, being a ladies man um, <laughs> or being, being a child of God. Mm. These are all things that they are. Well, we need to see that too. And that's yes. one of the things I absolutely love with individuals with disabilities and special needs, they see past the disability. They see past mm-hmm. color. They don't, they're, they're colorblind. They, they see exactly. people for who they really are and they don't put any, any restrictions on them. Mm-hmm. We need to do the same thing as, mm-hmm. as adults and as people and not put barriers around them because they mm-hmm. can do anything they want to. And we need to encourage our friends with special needs and disabilities to achieve the sky and reach for the stars because they can do it and we can help them do it. And they have so much potential and so much to offer. And we just need to be able to give them that opportunity and tap into it. And we are hurting ourselves 
when we don't allow them to serve with us and give them wonderful opportunities to come alongside us. Yeah, I love that. You said opportunity and opportunities. You repeated yourself. And and that's exactly it, is that that just open the door and mm-hmm. and say, you know, let's try this instead mm-hmm. of, well, I don't know if that'll work or not, even, you know, and not even mentioning it. Um, I visited a special needs camp like I was talking to you guys earlier before the broadcast, and they they said we 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 let everybody try, you know, every you know, even if they are able bodied, if they want to, sh- you know, shoot a, um, a bow and arrow with their foot, then let them do it with their foot, even Absolutely. if they don't, if, you know, if they have their arms and they don't want to use them. So, um, or if it takes an hour and a half to get to the top of something that most people only take fifteen minutes, but they want to do it. Let them do it. Right. And um, I think we, we put those constraints. Well, it's going to take so much time or it's going to take so much effort. or um, So, yeah. yeah. And I'd say there's, there's one other person who puts those barriers and constraints around people. And that's mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Parents put those barriers around because they don't want their child to be hurt. Oh, and, you know, that's, that's our job right. as parents. We try to protect mm-hmm. our kids. Yeah. But it's also our job to be our, the advocate for our child. Mm-hmm. And to help them be able to grow and help them to achieve the best. And they need to learn how to deal with hurt. We mm-hmm. can't shelter them with that. But what I've experienced, the more we help our kids be able to serve and volunteer and get involved, mm-hmm. there's a lot less hurt and a whole lot more joy and, yeah. and them finding their passion about mm-hmm. something. And I found more and more individuals who all of a sudden become self-advocates themselves, or they take on whole new roles that, you know, they never would have dreamed before mm-hmm. because they've had these opportunities. Yeah. And so, you know, I, that's the other barrier that I want to warn your listeners, the parents that sometimes, and I'm speaking to myself as well, I'm a parent too. Mm-hmm. We can be too protective of our kids. But it's okay. Let them try new things. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. In fact, Mm -hmm. we need to do that. And that's what that's what's being a good parent is allowing them to to try to do something new. And Mm -hmm. you know what? If they fail. All right. Yeah. If they fail, let's move on to the next thing and find what works for them. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not like we're just shoving them out into the the wild, mean world and saying just do, do this, <laughs> but exactly. they have somewhat of a safety net when they're just volunteering for a little while and coming back home and <laughs> we can decompress sure. and talk about things and, and all of that. And so, so yes, but those opportunities and, and, and allowing them to get pushed and, and not shrinking back because what ifs and all, all the things that we as parents cycle through our brains way too fast. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so what are some benefits that you've seen? Uh, I know you even just already touched on a, a couple of just some their self confidence and self advocacy. Um, but what are some other things that volunteering offers children and young adults that do have various disabilities and struggles? Yeah, I think it lets them find what they're passionate about, what they're interested in. Mm -hmm. It helps them create goals and kind of figure out what their strengths are. And so that's really cool whenever they can see like, oh, I'm really good at this thing Mm -hmm. and I want to get better at it. That's a whole new opportunity Uh, for them and areas for growth, which is really exciting. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a ton of people that have started off volunteering somewhere and then it became a job for them or they discovered they 
you know, really mm-hmm. love art and want to, you know, mm-hmm. show that off or all sorts of different things. And so right. I think it's just so cool to be able to see all of that. And I think also it, it allows them to really gain self-confidence mm-hmm. and become that advocate for all that they are. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and not just those things, some other things that the volunteering can can bring for them, you know, it'll decrease anxiety overall for them because yeah. they're they're out in public, they're learning how to deal with people. And so you're removing some of that social anxiety that, you know, mm-hmm. they may have with things and not knowing how to interact with people. They're mm-hmm. they're learning how to to communicate and how to talk with people, how to how to understand people and and have relationships. Mm-hmm. That's key things mm-hmm. that we definitely want to teach. Um, that right. honestly, our, our schools don't do a great job with um, right. <laughs> and, and that. And I know we're, we're talking with a lot of homeschoolers here and, and you, you guys work hard on that, but that's something everyone wants to work on mm-hmm. at giving our kids opportunities to to work and, and have peers, but not just peers, but also be able to, to be able to interact with others. And so right. by yeah. volunteering here, that gives them those great opportunities to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and so when you raise that self-esteem, anxiety, I, it, all the time, it always just seems to disappear. Whenever yeah. self-esteem can right. be risen, anxiety just melts away. And it's so cool to watch that. But, you know, it, it's just so cool when you see an individual who's volunteering and it's almost like they're proud of what they're doing. You can actually see their chest being puffed out yeah, and, uh-huh. and they're taking pride in their work. That's what we want. Mm-hmm. That's what we want everyone to feel like. And so, right. you know, they, they get this, this feeling as well that they can do it. They can do whatever they put their mind to. Mm-hmm. And that again is a win-win situation. And, yeah. and they're learning as well when they serve others and when they're giving to others mm-hmm. that they're also getting things back. And that's what, you know, we all know when you serve others, you get something back and they love that. They love the feel mm-hmm. of being able to help other people. Yeah. Yeah. And too often we just want to serve our kids who struggle because we, we think that'll like fill that gap. But you're so right, Doc. When we give, when they give, that fills their bucket even more. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think also, you know, it really gets them to think outside of themselves. Because mm-hmm. oftentimes their their entire world is them being served. Mm-hmm. And until they have those opportunities, they don't realize that there's other things going on. So it's really yeah. a cool opportunity for them. Yeah, so true. Yeah, that's, that's those are some really great points and, and all the more reason to, um, to, to look for these types of opportunities for um, your children during, during the school year, during the summer. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of, there's so many different um avenues and we're going to dive into that definitely um in just a little while but um i want to wrap wrap up our our first half an hour of talking about ages of students and when parents should start looking at volunteer opportunities or is there really a magical age or should we be starting like right now (laughs) yeah for sure go volunteer as a family you know wherever you're at I know yeah. for, for us, for SOAR, we love when guys come and volunteer 
here with, you know, with each other. And so that's something I know a ton of other organizations feel similarly about. And Mm -hmm. so bring them along and find out what they like to do and what they're good at and kind of where Mm -hmm. they gravitate towards. So any age. Yeah. Yeah. Just that kind of discovery. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, so I I always joke, I say, you know, as, as soon as they start walking, they can serve. Mm -hmm. Um, and, Mm -hmm. and just like Elizabeth said, you know, serving as a family, first off, it's a wonderful thing to do because ultimately times we don't get to do a lot of positive things as a family. When we've got a family with special needs, you know, there's not a lot of things that we can do as a family. Mm -hmm. Um, but guess what? Volunteering is one of those things you can do as a family and it can be a rewarding experience. Mm -hmm. And, and sometimes, you know, people will say, Oh, but it's too hard. I'm going to be having having to work too much on trying to make sure they stay on task. Who cares? Mm-hmm. You know, and and if you're, let's say you're out picking up shrubs at someone's house, then that mm-hmm. might be a project clean. If your child picks up one stick, it's a success. It, it yes. works. They did something. And so that. we have to change our perspective. Mm-hmm. And that's my key word in life mm-hmm. is perspective. We've got to change our perspective. Yeah. And, you know, as a win for them is different than a win for you. And, uh, and we've got to remember that. And we have to have it on a level that that's going to work. Um, but we can definitely have them start doing that. And what I have found is when we've got some of our, our kids who start serving as a family mm-hmm. with, with their parents, it's usually the kids who keep pushing the parents Hey, when can we do that again? Uh-huh. Because it was so much fun, and they are insistent on on being back mm-hmm. and doing that again. And they're usually the ones that drag the parents back. Right. It's not <laughs> the parents trying to do it again. And it's amazing how the kids are the ones that truly get servanthood and what that mm-hmm. means. It's usually mm-hmm. the parents who are slow on the uptake with that. But then, as far as serving on their own, mm-hmm. I'd say probably teen. Teenage years is usually when they can start to be able to do service on their own. Mm-hmm. Now, the other thing I'd say, you know, it's absolutely okay if they need to have a buddy who's mm-hmm. with them to help them be able to volunteer and do their job. Yeah, I've never had a problem with that. I'm mm-hmm. more than happy to get someone to help them. It might mean that takes two volunteers for me to have one volunteer spot taken. Mm-hmm. Who cares? That's what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And, and and guess what? Here, here's another thing. Nowhere in the Bible does it say only those with an IQ over 70 are to go out and share the gospel. It says mm-hmm. all. And yeah. so part of that is serving. So, you know, God calls us to serve one another. Mm-hmm. That includes individuals with special needs. He didn't rule them out. There is no exception there. They're called to serve just as much. And so Mm -hmm. as parents, it's our job to teach that and give our children that love for servant, for serving and being a servant um, of the Lord. Yeah, I I think also whenever we're talking about individuals with disabilities, it also the conversation of severity comes in. And so Mm -hmm. that's something where we're always saying, we want everyone, no matter what your ability level is, to come mm-hmm. and serve, and we can find something for you, and we can help you, you know, do yeah. that. 
And yeah. so that's something where you can't exclude anyone's ability level. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it is praying for someone else, if it is right. painting yes. a picture for them or drawing something or just mm-hmm. an encouraging word, there's so many different ways that you can serve someone. And so yeah. I think it's trying to come up with what is this person able to do to be able mm-hmm. to serve someone else? And that can sometimes be very creative. And yeah. so trying to figure out, well, they can pass out the papers in the class. They mm-hmm. can go and greet everyone at the door. You know, we have mm-hmm. some friends that love to give out high fives or hugs and they come in right. and they just get to welcome everyone. And so mm-hmm. trying to look at all different possibilities for service. And yeah, yeah and, and going with that, you know, even some of our medically fragile kids who, who you know, mm-hmm. really can't get out and do that much and can't be around people or, or, or different things, especially with COVID, there's still so much they can do, you know, even like one thing we're, we're getting ready to do is we're, we're going to have our friends create Christmas cards for us. And, and, you know, maybe, maybe they can't necessarily draw, but maybe we can go ahead and get a picture and they can color it and they just scribble on it. Who cares what it looks like? It's their creation. Mm -hmm. They did it. It's a work of art and that's volunteering, that's serving. And we'd love that. And then we can, Share that with other families and mm-hmm. and just let them know and, and ha- receive the blessing of having a card done by a, an individual or a child with disabilities. Um, mm-hmm. Just just mm-hmm. the love that comes through with that. Exactly. As you two have been talking, I mean, the, the whole image of the body of Christ is just in what you are saying, because we forget that it isn't just the prominent spots. It isn't just, you know, all of these things that that, you know, will look like a perfect job done by one person, Um, but it can be shared and it can look different and it can be done differently and it's all good and it all makes an impact. And that's so important. So, yeah, so true. Um, So we're going to take a break. Um, I'm going to let Doc and Elizabeth take uh, a little bit of time off the screen and we're going to hear from our sponsor and when we come back we're going to continue talking about volunteering opportunities and they're going to share some ideas um, with us about where to even look for um, service opportunities for um, your students so um, so I'll see you two in just a little while and we're going to hear from our sponsor not grass history I'm going to put their logo up here and um, read just a little bit about um there. Oh, I also have to put up the ticker on the bottom. So, um, but this episode is brought to you by Knotgrass History. You can learn more about them at knotgrass.com. And they want you to know that they help families. Knotgrass History helps families like yours succeed at homeschooling. Students enjoy learning and parents feel confident teaching. Knotgrass History curriculum uses narrative lessons, primary source documents, historical novels, and biographies, and hands-on activities to create engaging learning experiences for children of all ages and abilities. Your family can study U.S. history, world history, geography, government, economics, and civics. And Knotgrass History helps history learners become history makers. You can visit them at knotgrass.com to learn more. And um, if you want to see 
what some of their curriculums look like, just know that on our YouTube channel, we have some unboxings and some video reviews as well as we have written reviews on our website. So you definitely want to check those out and see what, what you get. Because um, it's hard when you're not going to any homeschool conferences. They've started up again, but um, but do you just want to see what do I get and, um, and how will it work for a student that struggles? So that's what we are all about and helping you to figure out. So... Um, so I'm going to bring Doc and Elizabeth back, and we are going to continue this conversation about um, just service opportunities for students with special needs. And um, so let me, I've got one thing to remove here off the screen. There we go. And <laughs> we can get started again. So um, so thank you for everything that you've already shared. Um, I, definitely an encouragement. I, I think we get discouraged when we think about service opportunities because we we make a mountain out of this this tiny little thing that we just need to get out of our door to do <laughs> and get, get our student out the door and, and just start doing. And you two really wrapped that up really well in the first half an hour and, and talking about how how we do that. Um, so, um, so I guess I want to dive in now into where do we look? For these opportunities for our children and um, what types of work, life, social skill experiences do each of these environments offer as well? Yeah, um, you know, I can speak first to churches. That's an excellent, excellent mm -hmm. place to get plugged in, especially if your church has a disability ministry, then there's already people there that are advocating for them mm -hmm. and want them to be there and can provide opportunities for them to help get plugged in with guest services or with mm -hmm. other areas in the children's ministry. So it's definitely very fun. I got to be a part of a church here just a few months ago, launching some service opportunities for their teens and adults with disabilities. And so what the person that was organizing, organizing this had done was gone through the list of their church service opportunities for the whole body mm -hmm. and seen, okay, well, we could maybe modify this where, oh, you know, this person idea. might really like to do this. Yeah. And they had uh -huh. literally gone through every single volunteer opportunity within the whole, whole organization. Mm. And they came up with the kindergarten worship leader and, you know, the preschool snack past, you know, past person and uh -huh. the person that pushes the buggy with all the screaming babies and the children. <laughs> the That's and, a great one. <laughs> yeah. They served in the cafe and mm -hmm. passed out programs and welcomed people at the door. And yeah. so, Having someone that is advocating in that is excellent, but yes. also we really see that it's the parent most of the time that's saying, hey, my child has this ability to serve. We want mm -hmm. to. Mm -hmm. How can we get plugged in? And so I think it's a right. lot of asking questions and making exactly. connections. Mm -hmm. So even where there were a lot of like these Christmas packages that had to be put together where they have a family Christmas Eve service. They have bags for all the children where there's like a coloring sheet and some crayons mm -hmm. and some other little things to keep them preoccupied. One of the moms said, hey, my son can stuff all these at home. So they took home like 500 of these bags and wow. stuffed them all. So it's great opportunities like that. So mm -hmm. church is definitely one of the best places, I think, to be able to get plugged in. 
but there's a ton of others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and I'll, I'll just piggyback with some of the church things, a couple other things to yeah. think through there, too. You know, especially if you've got a higher functioning individual with, with special needs, um, sometimes they they want to be part of the class, but they mm-hmm. don't want to be part of the class because they're but so they're the mm-hmm. ones that you know you can sit there and say, hey, can you help us? You know, in organizing everything and and giving them jobs mm-hmm. just helps them feel more confident with that and doing things. Yes. Another amazing area, especially where this really seems to work well, especially with our friends with autism, is mm-hmm. working with the worship team and the AVL, managing the yes. soundboard. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that is beautiful for them. They love uh-huh. it. Put on the headphones, it's not too loud for them. And then right. they can manage the lights, they can do all that. Mm-hmm. It's usually dark back there, so they mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And, and it's again an area that they can succeed in. Yeah. One thing you may find, uh, again, we can't uh, talked a little bit about it earlier. You might get some pushback from the children's ministry, the student ministry, or even a disability ministry that you might need to have a buddy mm-hmm. along with mm-hmm. your, your individual to serve at church. Right. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Right. Um, and I say that all the time. And again, as a parent, you can be that self-advocate. You, you can be the advocate for your child, I should say. Where you know you say, "Hey, they really want to serve. I want to see what we can do for that and mm-hmm. help them get there." Um, yeah. And worst case scenario, it might be okay if you step alongside them and and help mm-hmm. them serve. You know, we've had some who've done that with handing out you know the bulletins at the door, um, mm-hmm. and that, so those are great things. Yeah. But another yeah. great place to to serve nonprofits. Yes. They're wonderful. We are a perfect one. So our special needs, we love having our, our participants come back and, and serve with us. Mm-hmm. We've got story after story after story where, where we've got our, our families and our, our participants, our friends, who become volunteers for us um, because they love what we're doing. And then there comes a point that they're like, you know, I love this, but I want to give back. I, mm-hmm. I think I might be able to be a buddy. Or yeah. I, I think I, I want to serve food at, at mm-hmm. it, or I want to be a greeter, or one of them mm-hmm. said, you know, I love taking pictures. Can I take pictures? Um, yeah. You know, a great yeah. thing, you know, and they just went around taking pictures mm-hmm. the whole time. We need that. So yeah. these are all great things. But then we've got so many other things, too. And many nonprofits have that that can be taken home. Like, you know, Elizabeth just alluded to, we constantly have things that can be packed at home or crafts mm-hmm. that can be kind of pre-made um, right. in that. So we've got things for higher functioning, for mid, you know, normal functioning, and, mm-hmm. and even for low functioning that we can always come up with. Mm-hmm. It never matters what level your child is, what severity they are. Mm-hmm there is always something you're going to be able to find for them to do. Um, yeah. and, and if a, a nonprofit says they don't have anything, you need to move on um, mm-hmm. because they're not mm-hmm. worth working with to begin with. Um, but, you know, it, you're going to find if you're able to work with a nonprofit who actually does work with special needs, mm-hmm. they're going to be much more open to begin right. with and, yeah. and would love to have that. Um, mm-hmm. Even we do virtual uh uh, respites and a lot of mm-hmm. different virtual things. We've actually had some of our friends come on and they're like, 
we'd like to be a virtual room leader and help with yeah. that. And that's, that's awesome. been a fun thing where they could do that and they could just kind of help encourage and talk with others in the room. Yeah. They, they wanted to kind of be a friend and appear to the mm-hmm. others. Well, that's mm-hmm. a great thing. What? How awesome yeah. is that? And so, you know, we're able to have, you know, someone from Kansas City talk with someone in Houston who's who's mm-hmm. talking with someone in Minnesota and they're they're forming this relationship just mm-hmm. because, you know, she's like, I, I want to help out. I want to do something and I'm enjoying this. And yeah. so those are things. So nonprofits are a great mm-hmm. opportunity yeah. right. um, with that. I think ultimately also as you're building your community and your network with your family, you're going to come across other mm-hmm. opportunities and they're going to say, come join me in this. And so mm-hmm. I think that as you're being an advocate for your child, as they're learning to be an advocate for yourself, you're also building other advocates for them around you. And so they're going to be able to also say, hey, why don't you guys join me for this, you know, cleaning mm-hmm. up our neighbor's yard or this, you know, Christmas event that we're going to do or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, you know, come join me. And, you know, sometimes even if your individual's needing another buddy to serve alongside them, it might be the neighbor that's like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, I'll go with them. I want to do that. And so that's a really cool, cool way to build relationships too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's community building as well. Mm -hmm. And and then another big area to help our businesses where you can mm-hmm. volunteer at businesses, contact businesses and and see if they have anything that you can volunteer with them, right. whether it be a greeter. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of businesses would love to have, you know, someone just greeting people at the door, holding the door open when they come in, saying mm-hmm. hi to them. Um, you know, so there's just so many different things that you can do mm-hmm. um, with that, that, that they'd love to have, you know, a, a teen, an adult, um, in that environment and and mm-hmm. be be there. And there's some organizations that are much more open to it um, than others, you know, especially yes. like mm-hmm. the Walmarts of the world, the AMC movie theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, both of those are, are yeah, two wonderful that. companies that, that really have a heart for individuals with special needs and do a great mm-hmm. job with that. Um, but we've yeah. seen where there have been several individuals who, who do some of that as a volunteer and they do so so much with it and, and have so much passion that they end up getting hired and get paid to do it because they do such a good job. Wow. And so, you know, it can mm-hmm. actually turn into a career um, mm-hmm. for, for some individuals or e- even go further um, wow. with it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'd say the sky's the limit. You can do every, anything. You know, one, I, I also heard a, a, I heard a story. I, I don't know the, the person's name because I, I, I don't know them, but mm-hmm. it's from a friend of mine. They had a, a a a child in their neighborhood with Down syndrome. He was a teen, and he loves dogs. Hmm. He's completely nonverbal, but he loves dogs. And so he would walk around the neighborhood, and he had a, a note that he would write out and just mm-hmm. ring the doorbell and ask, can I walk your dog? And then can I pick up the dog poop in the yard? Because he's like thinking, well, maybe they won't let me walk the dog, but maybe if I walk the dog and pick up the dog poop, they'll do it. Right. Well, you know what? That that guy, it turned into a business for wow. him where he actually has been able to sustain a a profit and and make good money that he doesn't even qualify for Medicaid waivers or anything because he makes so much money and he's able to live on his own 
um, through everything. He's now in his 20s um, out in Colorado and has this whole dog walk, walking, poop scooping business all because he had a passion for dogs and went mm. and did that. And so there's there's a perfect example of how just the right. heart of volunteering and, mm-hmm. and doing something turned into a life passion for him where, mm. you know, the, the the story I heard from this, this neighbor was the mom was blown away because he's actually now making more money than mom does in a year oh. with her wow. job. So it, it's amazing. <laughs> That's cool. So, you know, listening to both of you talk, it's so much focuses on asking questions and just getting out of assuming and or just waiting for somebody to approach you. It's going out and actually seeking these opportunities and and asking people what they want or how Mm -hmm. um, how can we help and and just letting it go from there. and, And however God leads and and all of that is is so important instead of out, trying to set up the perfect scenario. I think that's a lot of times what we want to have happen. But those perfect scenarios usually happen by little guesses and tweaks and changes along the way. So, right. yeah, good, good points. Um, so, so that was one story I was going to ask as we were wrapping up. Do you have any other stories to share of encouragement yeah. to our, our parents? Absolutely. We have so many individuals that want to come and serve at our events or want to come and serve in the office or want to come serve in. We hear about them in their churches. And so that's Mm. always so fun. You know, we had a mom and her daughter that was at our camp um, who came and served like the whole week leading up to camp in our office. And so she loved it. They were like stuffing our binders for our our team leads and doing all sorts of things that counting out a lot of stuff, but she was having a great time. And then after about two hours, she's like, all right, is it time to go get lunch? But (laughs) work is hard. Yes. (laughs) But it was so fun to be able to see her thrive and learn, you know, getting to practice some of those skills that she Mm. had been out of school for the summer and was getting to practice, you know, counting out all of these things and sorting different things. And so Mm. that was awesome. And we had another individual that has been a camper and at camp and she served food the entire week. And so she loved it so much that her parents have already emailed us and asking for the dates for next year's camp. Just because she did such an amazing job, loved Mm -hmm. it, seeing all the campers, seeing everyone get fed and just Mm -hmm. had the biggest smile on her face. And so it's just awesome. That's great. And then a couple of my my favorites, a couple are back when when I was was at church and and doing the disability ministry. Mm -hmm. One uh, is Andrew. He he was in our ministry. He was a teen. And he wanted to serve. Dad wanted him to serve. And they first went to children's ministry. Children's ministry wouldn't do it because mm-hmm. he needed help. And mm-hmm. so, again, that's where I said, I'll take him mm-hmm. and I'll go ahead and get a volunteer to help him because he did need that assistance. Mm-hmm. But as I as I knew Andrew and, and kind of watching him, he he loved seeing people and he loved giving high fives. Hmm. So we put him in the kindergarten room and his job was to give every kid that walked in that room a high five. Hmm. But then 
what turned out to happen, that was the only room that both parents started coming to, to drop off their kids and pick up the oh. kids because the parents wanted the high five <laughs> because it was that cool. And it was, there was actually a line to see. And Andrew became a celebrity with it, just giving all his high fives. <clears throat> and then once he got everyone in, the, you know, the kids went off to their worship and their story. It was then Andrew's job to set up all the snacks for everyone okay. and then mm -hmm. clean it up afterwards. And really having the buddy there to help him and stay on task. Mm -hmm. The biggest thing that that buddy was there for was to make sure Andrew didn't eat all the snacks himself. <laughs> um, but Andrew really, you know, once he learned what he had to do and we went mm -hmm. through that, he loved it and did that. And, and, you know, he still does that, you know, uh. I think, I think it's now going on six years. Um, oh. Andrew, I think 20 now, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. So I think yeah. he's been doing it for about six or seven years now. So it's real wow. cool to see yeah. how that's going on and, and just yeah. everyone loves him. Um, mm -hmm. And another one we had though was um, an adult we have with, uh, with cerebral palsy, who's in a wheelchair mm -hmm. and he would be one of the greeters and, and hand and ushers at the, handing out bulletins um, in the sanctuary. Mm. And he'd be at one of the doors. It was amazing how the number of people that would go through his door, even though they sit on the other side of the church, uh -huh. they wanted to go through his door to be able to say hi to him mm. and to see him and see his smiling face because he just brought such joy. Um, oh. And yeah. I always loved having our individuals serve, um, mm. not just because of what it brought to them, but it also brings recognition to to the church that, hey, we're an inclusive church. Mm. We love our individuals, mm. our families with disabilities. Exactly. And absolutely, we're expecting them to serve. Mm -hmm. and, and we want them to serve. And so those are those are some really cool things. The, the last one I've got mm. is, is just one of my favorite guys. His, his name's Mitchell. Mm. Um, Mitchell has been with us for many years now. He's also an adult with cerebral palsies, come to all of our camps, all of our mm. respites. And all of a sudden, you know, he, he signed up for a respite one night and then he canceled and mm. said, I changed my mind. I don't want to be a participant. I want to serve. I want to help yeah. out. And uh. he's tried several different things. Mm -hmm. His absolute favorite thing. And he's wonderful with it is serving in our wet sensory room and just talking with the kids and seeing the kids mm. be in there. And, and this is now moved forward where we've just helped a, a, a local store. It's called the golden scoop. They serve ice cream and coffee and the overwhelming majority, about 75% of their employees are disabled and have special wow. needs most of which are our, our participants. Mm. And Mitchell is one of the greeters and he's there at the door yeah. and, and just, you know, loves meeting everyone. So he's actually mm -hmm. getting paid now for his job doing that. But that's all of this cool. from his love of going from being served mm -hmm. to seeing, I can do more than this. I want to give back and want to, and he just loves doing it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, while he serves, we have someone helping him. Uh -huh. Who cares? Right. You know, if yeah. that's what he's called to do. Mm -hmm. And when you watch the joy that mm -hmm. is on his face when he serves, 
oh, it just melts my heart. I've got goosebumps yeah. right now thinking mm-hmm. about it. I just love that. So those are some of my favorite stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I could go on and on and on about oh, yeah. so many of our friends who, who do it. We've got another another girl who who uh, she she actually she's 18 and she actually served at our vacation Bible school and she was one of the lead teachers for a class. She's like, I'm, I'm going to teach, you know, like the third grade group. Mm-hmm. And she, she did an amazing job teaching them. And, and just, you know, she was so gifted at being able to share the gospel at a level that they could understand because she so made sure she yes. understood it. Right. And it was beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of one of my favorites, too, is I have a friend. Um, her name's Addie, and she is great at praying for people. I mean, mm-hmm. if you that is just such a gift that she has. It and is. so anytime that I talk with her, someone else talks with her and they say, you know, today's been a hard day at school or, you know, I'm having this problem with my mom, whatever. She mm-hmm. says, I'll pray for you. And then she does. She prays for you right then and there. And so. Oh. Um, I think that's such a service too. And so Mm -hmm. it's something, you know, whenever we're in our class and say, okay, who wants to pray? She's always the first one that says, Mm. I want to pray for everyone. So that one, she's so eager. Sometimes we have to say, okay, Addie, we're going to let someone else pray. (laughs) (laughs) You know, what an amazing thing that she's learned that that's something that she's really gifted at and wants to be able to share it with everyone else. And to be so bold. I mean, and to, to recognize that, that, you know, she, she doesn't have those inhibitions that so many people do have, um, that that's, that's just awesome. There's, there's just so many gifts. I think we started talking about that at the very beginning that, um, our, our kids with disabilities do have that we, we overlook because we're always looking at the disability instead of the abilities that mm-hmm. they do have and volunteering. Like we've been talking this whole hour, those service opportunities just bring them out and um, they allow our, our children to see who God made them to be and, and to really shine in those areas. But we have to be willing to uh, take those steps, ask those questions and allow those opportunities to happen. So, yeah. Well, thank you both for just, all that you shared. I do want to have you speak just a little bit about SOAR and how people can connect with you. I'm going to put up your website again here and um, just have you um, use our last couple minutes to to talk about that, some things that you have coming up and um, local as well as um, on the internet if people aren't in Kansas um, where you're located. So, yeah. Yeah, one of the next events that we have that we're really excited about that's brand new for us is a parent care or a parent child dance. And so it's a prom for our families. So and cool. so that's coming up locally that we're really excited. It'll be a new annual thing for us that mm-hmm. will be awesome. So that's on the 21st. And then we are doing monthly respite. So in person and virtually, kind of going all over the greater KC area, which is really mm-hmm. fun. And it's anywhere from two to three hours. We take SIBs. Um, so SIBs under 13, we take the whole family, mm-hmm. give the parents a full break, which is awesome. That's and then cool. mm-hmm. in October, we have the Wonderfully Made Special Needs Conference, which is really exciting. We have it in person for two days, the 21st and 22nd of October. Mm-hmm. And then the following week, we have it virtually from the 25th through the 29th. And so mm-hmm. we have over 90 speakers. We have them wow. coming from all over the world, which is really exciting. 
and we have 160 plus talks. And so covers kind of the gamut of all things family, all things ministry. We're really, really excited about it. It's going to be really awesome. And registration for that is going to launch sometime this week. So we'll have that on our, on our social media. <laughs> we'll email that out. enough time to finish up that. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it takes a long time to get all 160 talks up on. Yeah, on that's from. a lot. So, yeah. And then other things, too, uh, where we're wanting to do here in the future. Um, you know, one of the big things right now, SOAR is in the process of trying to become mobile. Um, we're actually got a big fundraiser going where we're trying to get a three-quarter ton truck or one ton truck and a 24-foot trailer because our camp that we do, we want to take that on the road next summer. We want to go to multiple Mm -hmm. states and multiple cities, you know, go down to Houston, go over to Arkansas, to Mm -hmm. Illinois, to Colorado, out to Phoenix, and Mm -hmm. do a week-long camp in, in these cities, partner with churches, so anyone out there listening, if you're interested that you'd like to see if we could come alongside and partner with yeah. your church, yeah. we'd love to talk to you. Also, maybe you're sitting there and going, wow, this is amazing what you guys are talking about, about serving at church. I wish my church would do any of this. Right. Let us know. You know, we would and put us in contact with your church. Yeah. We'll do free church consulting where we'll talk mm-hmm. with the church and we'll help talk with them. One of my specialties is talking with senior leadership, getting them on board, helping them understand the importance of it. Because here's here's the bottom line. Jesus commands that every church welcomes individuals with special needs. It's Luke 14. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say it once, but he says it twice. Mm-hmm. It's biblical. It's a command. And Jesus goes on further and says, if you do it, your church will be blessed. And these churches are not being blessed because they're not doing it. 90% of families with disabilities don't attend a church in the United States. And so it's the largest unmet people Mm -hmm. group. We as SOAR want to come and help and assist. We we do training. We've got all kinds of things going on with that. So we'd love to help out. You can check us out on our website. It's SOAR Special Needs. Again, it's S-O-A-R specialneeds.org. And you can also email us at info at soarspecialneeds.org. We'd love to talk with you, love to help you. Um, We're also in the process of creating a parent mentor group where we can match up parents, you know, more seasoned parents with newly diagnosed parents to help Mm -hmm. them through their journey in life. We've got family support groups and just so many other things that we're looking at doing and our, our prayer in the coming years is we won't just be in Kansas City. We're going to be national and we're going to be global. We'll have mm-hmm. SOAR offices in every major city throughout the, the world. So that's that's where that we're vision. praying that God takes Yes. It. Yes. Oh, I'll be praying alongside you guys. That That's awesome. Yes, we do need more of those resources. And um, I love that God has put that on your heart because um, it takes a, a very special person to do that. And you guys are definitely those special people. So um, it's, it's just been a pleasure talking to both of you tonight. I thank you for um, just sharing your time and your passion over this subject and uh, just all that you do for family. So thank you so, so much. Oh, thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing you both in person in October. When Absolutely. I come to the yes. so, We're so, excited yeah. to be back in person. 
Yes. Awesome. Well, um, next week, we're going to continue on the same type of topic about getting your, your kids out and getting them um, some job work skills, you know, kind of all of that is kind of what we're focusing on this month. But we're going to be um, talking with a guest talking about teaching self-advocacy skills. How do you actually do that? <laughs> and um, and so so that's what we're going to be talking about next week. Um on our show. So you'll definitely want to join us again for that. But I just want to thank you all for, for being part of this conversation and thank Knockgrass History for um, sponsoring this episode of Empowering Homeschool Conversations. So um, so with that, we will leave you and, um, and we'll see you all again next week. Bye, everyone. This is Chris Christensen, and back in 2006, I started a simple project, a project to try and introduce more people to the Bible through Bible study called the Bible Study Podcast. It's a simple name and a simple idea. Each week, every week, we study one chapter of the Bible, talk about what it says and what that might mean for us today. To listen now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for the Bible Study Podcast on your favorite podcast app.